Let's go on to your next patient. So this is a 57-year-old father of two, married, electrician, who presented first in March of 2008 to his doc with a really chief complaint of, man, I'm tired. I just can't walk from here to there. He's a runner. He's an athlete. He works, again, he's a construction electrician, so he's pretty arduous work. And long and short of it, he was found to have a hemoglobin of 6.2, was admitted to the hospital, transfused blood, and workup showed he had a tumor involving his right colon and a CAT scan, which really was initially interpreted as large deposits of metastatic disease in the left lobe of the liver and multiple filling defects in the right lobe of the liver. So he went to surgery because of this bleeding tumor, this bleeding cancer. And he underwent surgery. He had a T3N2 adenocarcinoma resected. And at the time of his surgery, the surgeon was impressed that this large lesion in his liver really wasn't metastatic tumor. It was a large, giant hemangioma. Did not really explore the right lobe of the liver at the time with these other very small, less worrisome lesions. And he came to me about three to four weeks post-op for adjuvant therapy. So initially, he'd been kind of told... You have metastatic disease, and then the surgeon came back to him after the surgery and said, oh, you know, it's not metastatic disease, this is a hemangioma. But when we saw him, there was definitely still question marks about what's going on in the right lobe of the liver. Anyway, long and short of it, we followed this up with PET scans, MRIs, and triple phase CAT scans, and Axel and I looked at This is a confusing picture. I mean, there's a lot of lesions there, some of which definitely had the typical enhancements that you'd see with hemangiomas, some that were borderline. But his PET scan showed at least two lesions, this is back in spring of 08, that were hypermetabolic. So to try to confirm the diagnosis, we had our interventionalist biopsy the lesion we thought was most hypermetabolic, and he got to that lesion, came back, but we had no malignant cells. Still not convinced that this was not metastatic disease. We began him on full Fox adjuvant therapy, but his post-operative CEA was 37. This is about four to six weeks. And a month after receiving two cycles or biweekly treatments of full Fox, his CEA was now 52. So I was certainly clinically more convinced he had metastatic disease in that liver, and we changed him to Avastin and Fulfox. And over the next six months, he tolerated the treatment pretty well. He really had no significant side effects from this chemo. His CEAs went from this 50 down to less than two. Uh, his liver function tests were normal. And so we come to end of December, January of this year, and we do a PET CT scan. And we have, again, more clearing of those two areas that were hypermetabolic, were no longer hypermetabolic. Two lesions definitely appeared smaller, and those were what I thought were his target lesions for his metastatic disease, and the rest of his lesions were pretty much the same. So again, he's 50 years old, and the question was, well, are we going to treat him as metastatic disease in a palliative sense, or is there something specific that we can do about these liver lesions? So he too saw our liver surgeon, and the long and short of this with this patient was that even with follow-up scans, we really couldn't define whether or not if we could really resect the lesions that were his cancer, given the fact that his left lobe of the liver was really encompassed by this giant hemangioma with very little hepatic reserve, I think, as we looked at his scans. And so we didn't do any surgery initially, and he had a PET scan this past week. And following this up with our surgeon again, and unfortunately, 
this scan is once again hypermetabolic, not just in two areas, but in probably four separate areas in the right lobe of the liver. So he does have metastatic disease. He had a response to Avastin Fulfox. He had tumor response, a chemical response. Uh, his performance status was excellent. And personally, I don't think he is or will ever be a surgical candidate, but he is now scheduled to restart an Avastin-based chemotherapy program. So this is interesting, Axel. I don't know if you've encountered it before with these multiple hemangiomas. How do you approach this situation? You know, first of all, I can only concur with what Dan said. You know, when I looked at the scan, it's very, very difficult to make out what is what. And there's this giant hemangioma which has really kind of consumed the left lobe. So he really doesn't have a left lobe. It's only right lobe, more or less, which is probably also not that easy for any surgical approach. PET scan helps, MRI helps, combination of all helps, and sometimes it's just waiting and seeing what's happening. I mean, there are these patients which are not clear-cut. We always think, you know, it's nice to have one or two or three lesions and they respond or don't respond to chemotherapy. Sometimes patients with liver cysts can be a problem, you know, if they're not really identified as liver cysts, complex hemangiomas, etc. So in the end, this patient here declared himself as metastatic disease over the last year and a half or a year, and now he's, I would think, on a palliative track because it would be very difficult to identify which areas you can resect at all. But again, I think at least the surgeon he met today or yesterday actually left a little bit of a loophole open for the patient saying, you know, there might be some whatever. Although when we looked at it, I don't think this would be really feasible. So I would, in my mindset, put this patient on a palliative track and try to optimize his duration of his life and quality of his life as long as possible. Dan, is that kind of the working way you've been approaching him all along? It sounds like you've been holding out hope that maybe he could, I mean, I don't know if I'd even use the word cure, but I mean, what's the model been for how you've been approaching him? Yeah, you're right. I've been holding out hope for something. Basically, I think, and I know this is not proven, but I believe that if a patient has chemosensitive disease, then when we are able to do something physical about local disease, whether it be in the liver, the lung, the colon, I don't think we cure these people, but I don't think it's far-fetched to think that we might improve their survival. I think they may live longer. I know there's a study from MD Anderson looking at their approach to these people with multimodality therapies, and they're suggesting at least, you know, when you take somebody with metastatic disease and you give them all our combination of chemotherapies and they live for 27 months median, can we do better than that? You know, granted people will say, well, there's a lot of people I have on Fulfox and Herbitux and all my drugs and they're alive three or four or five years later. So my hope in some of these patients, and again, Neil, you're right, maybe it's a curse of being young and young is being redefined. So he's my age, so he's young. Maybe it is a curse that we play a different role. We try to play a different role. Even though we try to include the science, we may make some personal decisions that maybe go outside of the box. So I was hoping that, yeah, maybe there was something we could do for him locally. I was never convinced for sure what was his disease and what was not his disease. I think today I have a far better understanding of what his cancer is in that liver. And I agree with Axel. This is someone that we are, I mean, I'm thinking right now, we talked about drug options, but I look at him as palliative. I'd like to have him alive and well for as long as possible without making him sick.